Bismillah, bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa mawalah amma ba'd Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh How's everybody doing? Alhamdulillah, fantastic So inshallah ta'ala today we are beginning uh, hadith number 15 of the Arba'in al-Nawi uh, And this hadith is reported on the authority of Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu We already talked about his biography so we won't say it again The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says مَنْ كَانَ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ فَلْيَقُلْ خَيْرًا أَوْ لِيَصْمُتْ وَمَنْ كَانَ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ فَلَا يُؤْذِ جَارَهُ وَمَنْ كَانَ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ فَلْيُكْرِمْ ضَيْفَهُ Allahu Akbar um, This is in Bukhari and Muslim and many other narrations and that final little Allahu Akbar, that was my own edition that was not part of the hadith by the way <laughs> when I, that was to myself and by the way there are a hadith that there are problems in the narration because somebody added a quote like that and that made him problem and a mistake so I have to clarify so khair inshallah this hadith says in English the translation goes whoever believes in Allah and the last day should speak good or keep silent whoever believes in Allah and the last day should not harm his neighbor and whoever believes in Allah and the last day should entertain or honor uh, uh, his guest generously so um, today inshallah I'm going to keep it brief because I don't want to exhaust uh, hopefully we'll, we'll you know uh, enjoy the comments from the uh, from the audience more. So hopefully, inshallah ta'ala, I hope as I'm talking, you guys will know that the comment section, the comment you know, uh, time is coming. And so inshallah ta'ala, you guys will be thinking of things to add to the conversation, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. I say that as a dis disclaimer at the beginning. Uh, but but I want to focus today just on the first portion, mo mostly. It's, مَنْ كَانَ يُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ فَلْيَقُلْ خَيْرًا أَوْ لِيَسْمُدْ So the first question that we have to ask ourselves is, why does the Prophet three times emphasize whoever believes in Allah and the last day. Couldn't you say, believes in Allah and his angels and his books and his messengers and qadr khayrihi wa sharrihi and the last day? And judgment, hisab, and jannah, wa nar, and so on and so forth. Couldn't, couldn't the whole, all the uh, pillars of iman have been cited? Why specifically these two? Now, wallahu ta'ala a'lam, you know, uh, I don't think we could say with absolute certainty, but there are, you know, uh, you know uh, opinions about this matter. And I think that one opinion that is very reasonable is the idea that when you think about Allah and the last day, it seems to be a reference to the two, um, the two, uh, you could say, balancing factors that keep a person's iman straight. And what are those balancing factors? Hope and fear. Hope and fear. And the idea is what? That you have hope in Allah, because Allah Ta'ala is Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim and Al-Wadud and Ar-Ra'uf and so on and so forth. Allah Ta'ala is so merciful and compassionate and caring and loving. But at the same time, Yawm Al-Akhiri is the judgment day when you are going to have to be faced with your own deeds. You're going to have to face your own wickedness. So it's not that you fear, uh, you know, uh, Allah Ta'ala's mercy, because you know Allah Ta'ala's mercy is abundant. But the question is, what about me? Am I deserving of it? Or am I somebody who is so wicked that I've actually turned my back on Allah Ta'ala's mercy? So, Wallahu Ta'ala Alam, it seems to be the case that this is emphasizing hope and fear. And we know that the believers are those who, uh, you know, they are balanced. You could say that the, the two wings... Uh, like of, of the bird, you know, you can't fly with one wing, right? You need the two wings to fly. And the whole idea is that Iman is like the head, uh, sorry, love is like the head, and the two, and Iman is balanced between hope and fear. You need both. You can't be so hopeful that you have tamenni, wishful thinking, thinking that, oh, I'm guaranteed paradise, and then you don't care, because, you know, oh, basically God works for me, he'll do whatever I want type of attitude. This is arrogance, this is tamenni, and, and overly uh, focused on the hope. And the opposite is obviously fear, where you are par paralyzed with fear. There's no chance for me, there's no point of making tawbah, I'll never be forgiven, I'm so bad, there's no, there's, you know, I'm, I'm hopeless. This uh, is also another extreme. So, Wallahu Alam, that seems to be the case that you're being recalibrated and brought back to the center of saying what? You should have hope and fear. And whoever has this hope in Allah and fear of the last day, what should you do? فَلْيَقُلْ, uh, فَلْيَقُلْ خَيْرًا أَوْ لِيَسْمُتْ He should 
speak good or be silent. So notice point number one. There's only two categories. You'd think that there would be three categories. Good speech, bad speech, and neutral speech. Right? That's usually how we think about it. You know, there's good things that you could say, there's bad things, and there's things that are just sort of neutral. And yet, it seems to be the case that, subhanAllah, the Prophet did not mention any middle category. There was no neutral. What does that mean? That either you're speaking good, or both neutral and bad, they're put in the same category. Just forget about it, just don't even say it. SubhanAllah. So this is a pretty, that's a pretty remarkable thing to notice. That SubhanAllah, the Prophet is saying, look, speak good. Make sure you're saying something of benefit. Make sure there's an objective, an, in an intention, something discernibly beneficial in your speech. And if, you're, if you don't have anything, if it's just sort of, you know, as they say, shooting the breeze, or you're just kind of, uh, you know, uh, aimlessly, uh, what's the word, meandering, or whatever the term is, you know, just sort of, you know, running your mouth, then perhaps it's best to say what? You know what, I'll just keep it to myself. And obviously evil speech, that's clearly problematic. So Allah Ta'ala mentions, number one, that we know that there are always two angels on both sides, and they are recording all of your deeds. Allah Ta'ala mentions uh, uh, in Surah Al-Qaf, Allah says what? Uh, that a, a person does not utter any single word except that with him are two prepared observers. And also, there's the opinion that Raqibun Atidun is the two names of the angels that record all the deeds. So SubhanAllah, everything you say, and this, I remember, SubhanAllah, I think it was uh, Shaykh Kamal al-Makki, he mentioned this one time, it's so powerful, such a good point. He said, Allah Ta'ala ta calls these angels kiram and katibin, right? Kiram and katibin, that they are noble writers. They are noble writers that are angels. They're, they're always writing what you say. Can you imagine somebody who's constantly saying cuss words? Constantly talking about nasty things? And these noble angels, like seriously, this, all, this guy has no other vocabulary except F this and F this, and just every day, just, this is my whole job. I just, have to, I just have to write down more ugly things every single day. I just have to keep on filling up this nasty speech, and this is a noble angel, subhanAllah. So we should have a little bit of shyness uh, before the angels, and this is something that, you know, subhanAllah, we should say to ourselves, this is a ni'mah, the ability to communicate, the idea that I can have a thought in my head, and it could be a thought in your head. The fact that I can do that, just with air and the, you know, manipulation of, uh, uh, you know, the little motions on the tongue, subhanAllah, and that makes little noises that put a little hammer in the ear and that, you know, send, uh, you know, the, the wave, the, the air particle, particles in such a way that they reverberate in such a way that it sends a signal to your brain like in Morse code. SubhanAllah al-Azim, when you really take a second to pay attention to how speech is produced and received, and how thoughts are being communicated so quickly, and all this is done effortlessly, because nobody's like, you know, putting in a lot of effort to do so, you're doing it passively. Subhanallah, this is such a ni'mah, why would you waste it on something so ugly as a foul speech? Yes, the Prophet says, uh, uh, that a slave of Allah Ta'ala may utter a single word without thinking whether it's right or wrong, no, paying no attention, no attention to it. And it might slip him down in the fire as far away as the distance of between uh, uh, the east, as in the east and the west, wallahu ta'ala a'lam. So the idea is that as far as you can imagine. So subhanAllah, this is such a scary thought that, you know, a word, you have no idea what type of domino effect it'll have. One single comment could change a person's entire trajectory. So you have to be very careful with what you say. Don't just, oh, make us, uh, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll give a simple example. Alhamdulillah, you know, we have a youth group. We, we, we play sports together. Now, imagine if somebody just makes a, a, a nasty comment, right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So somebody makes a nasty comment, right? And imagine if that was enough to, let's say, say to a person says to himself, you know what? They don't like me there. 
you know, I don't feel welcome there. I don't enjoy being around those guys, you know, because, you know, somebody made a nasty comment to me. I didn't really enjoy it much. And so I just, I kind of stay away from them. What if that, that little, you know, at the, the crossroad when it's just one little step, but then that crossroad grows really, really big? What if that one little step was enough to have such a huge domino effect that now he ne no longer spends time with the Muslims, and now he's less interested in coming to the masjid, he doesn't hear different durus, he doesn't make certain friends, he doesn't become around a certain crowd. Now who is he around? A different crowd. Could be a much worse crowd, and so on and so forth. You can see the domino effect. And all of it tr was traced back to what? Somebody who said something without caring. Putting no thought into their words whatsoever. SubhanAllah al-Azim, we should be very careful with what we say and recognize the weight of our words. I remember one time, SubhanAllah, especially when I was younger, you know, just giving lectures. And um, I remember giving a lecture in Concordia University, which is a, it's a big university. It's very, it's the biggest, it has, a huge, huge, huge Muslim population in Concordia University. And it's in downtown Montreal, so people from all over that are not part of the university also join the Jum'ah. And so I was giving a khutbah there, and you know, I was a young guy, and I, was, I had been giving the khutbah there a few times, and uh, it's a very large crowd. So I remember I said something that, you know, it wasn't, it, it could have been interpreted badly, let's put it that way. It was not like I said something, you know, uh, you know uh, overtly terrible, but it's something that could have, you know, a pretty negative meaning. And I remember one brother came up to me and said, you know, you can't say that. And I was like, why? What's wrong? And he said, can't, don't you see you could understand it this way? I was like, oh, I, I didn't, you're right. I didn't see it from that perspective. I didn't mean it that way, definitely. And he said something so beautiful. This is so many years ago, and I still remember it. He said, you're a speaker. If I have to think twice, you have to think ten times. Before I talk, before you talk, and I was like, oh, subhanAllah, he's so right, you know? If, if, if you're the type of person, if every human being has to think twice before you talk, then if you're ever in front of a, a crowd, or if ever you're, you have any sort of position where people are listening to you in big numbers, forget about thinking twice. You have to think four times, five times, ten times before saying something, subhanAllah. So all of us need to think twice, but, and it becomes more and more important depending on the circumstances. So subhanAllah, may Allah protect us from speaking aimlessly. But at the same time, don't forget the opposite. The Prophet said in Sahih Bukhari, إِنَّ الْعَبْدَ لَيَتَكَلَّمُ بِكَلِمَةٍ مِنْ أَرِضْوَانِ اللَّهِ لَا يُلْقِي فِيهَا بَالًا يَرْفَعُ اللَّهُ بِهَا دَرَجَاتٍ Allahu Akbar. That a slave of Allah may utter a word which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meanwhile, he didn't think anything of it. You know, you weren't thinking, you didn't think it had any importance. And yet, because of it, Allah will raise this person in so many degrees. SubhanAllah, this is a beautiful, and the same thing is also true. And a slave may utter a word carelessly, which dis displeases Allah, without thinking of, it, of its gravity at all. And because of it, he will be thrown into the fire. SubhanAllah. So, you don't know the effect. So you have to be very careful with the way you speak, and always ask Allah Ta'ala for forgiveness for whatever you may have said unknowingly. SubhanAllah. Um, yes. Uh, Umar ibn al-Khattab he said Man kalamuhu, kathura saqa, kathura that whoever the more you talk the more you make mistakes whoever is increasing in their speech then they're going to increase in their mistakes so be careful and be cautious and do your best to say to yourself you know what I'm only going to speak when it's absolutely necessary I'm not just going to run my mouth all the time I'm going to pay attention to what is of benefit what will actually make a, a good impact and inshallah ta'ala I'll stick to that uh, Abu al-Diqaq he says what? Or Rahimullah says, Man sakata anil haqqi fahuwa shaytanun akhras. Whoever remains silent about the truth is a mute shaytan. <laughs> SubhanAllah. He's basically saying that on the one hand, yes, you want to be very cautious about what you say, but at the same time, if you have an opportunity to speak the truth and you remain silent, then SubhanAllah, you're like a mute, you're uh, like a mute shaytan. SubhanAllah. So, what are some examples of speaking good? What are some things that we can, uh, you know, uh, highlight this with? What are some ideas? Number one, what can you use your tongue for to speak good? Quran. Recite the Quran. SubhanAllah. How beautiful is it that Allah Ta'ala sent you revelation and this is what is on your tongue. I'm going to use my, this ability to communicate Allah Ta'ala's words. There's nothing better. 
And subhanAllah, if this Qur'an is inside of you and it's always emanating from you and you're always benefiting other people with Qur'an, reminding of the Qur'an, citing the Qur'an, talking about, thinking about, reflecting over the Qur'an, subhanAllah, then this is somebody that we hope that absolutely Allah Ta'ala will be, this, this is somebody that Allah Ta'ala loves and will bless and will forgive for their shortcomings. Same thing with the ahadith of the Prophet same, same thing with dhikrullah and dua. And subhanAllah, encouraging good deeds. Look at all the things that you can do. You could recite Qur'an, you could mention Qur'an, hadith, dhikr, dua, and encourage people to do good deeds. We know the Prophet says what? Right, or another narrative, the one who, who points somebody, the one who just indicates somebody, and just points someone in the right direction of doing a good deed, it's like he did the good deed himself. SubhanAllah, imagine, you wish you could have the ajr of giving, th giving thousands of dollars in charity. You don't have thousands of dollars, but you know what you did? You told somebody, you know, if you give to this, this, this uh, organization, or if you help them out, I think it'll be really great, they really need it, they're gonna do so much good. Just from a few words and say, you know what, I agree with you, I'm gonna do it. Because you indicated them, because you pointed them, because you guided them to that action, you get from their ajr the exact same amount without decreasing from what they got. SubhanAllah, how powerful, how beautiful is that? The idea that I can simply just encourage people you just, come on, no, you can do it, I, trust me, just set your alarm, don't forget to wake up for Fajr. Just because you reminded him to set his alarm, he woke up, now you get the Salat al-Fajr that he prayed without decreasing his reward either. SubhanAllah, when you think of it from this perspective, you say to yourself, how many good things can I do? How many things can I encourage people? How many ways can I influence people? How many people can I talk to? And who knows? And again, it's always the idea of you plant seeds everywhere, you don't know which ones are going to grow, but you do your absolute best. And inshallah ta'ala, something will happen, and Allah ta'ala is the one who is taking account of all of this. It's very important, how do we use our tongues? So we talked about reciting of Qur'an, mentioning a hadith, dhikrullah, remembering Allah Ta'ala, making dua, encouraging good deeds. What else? Opposing falsehood, opposing that which is evil. The Prophet says, Jahidu al-mushrikeen bi-amwalikum wa anfusikum wa al-sinatikum. That you should strive and struggle to oppose the uh, mushrikeen, the polytheists, and you know, people who promote evil thoughts and evil ideas of, of, of shirk and so forth with your wealth, with yourselves, and with your tongues. Yes, of course, Allah Ta'ala does mention as well, what uh, Allah Ta'ala says, um, uh, Allah Ta'ala mentions, that do not obey the disbelievers and strive against them with it. What is the it here? The Qur'an. So this is a striving that is not talking about physical fighting. This is a striving that is referencing the Qur'an. Strive against them with the Qur'an. What does that imply? with your words, with the ideas, with the philosophy and the beliefs and the, the, the better superior arguments of the Qur'an, use them to do what? To convince people and uh, eradicate uh, false ideas and shirk and so on and so forth, subhanAllah. Another, seventh, another thing that is so overlooked, we all have this opportunity, inshaAllah ta'ala, is what? Reconciliation. If you know two people that are in a fight, if you know two people that have some sort of problem with one another, subhanAllah, why not use your God-given gift of the ability of speech, instead of talking about, I don't know, this show, or this movie, or this game, or this whatever, or, I don't know, oh, the weather's looking good today. Yeah, okay, fine. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But subhanAllah, if you have this amazing opportunity to say, you know what? I'm going to use my speech for something incredible. SubhanAllah, I know a guy, mashallah, may Allah bless him. Amazing brother. You know, sometimes guys in a group, they'll be a joker, right? Like there's a joker of the group and people kind of, uh, you know, sort of belittle that guy and think, oh, he's just, you know, he's just, he's always like the class clown type of guy. And so they think little of him, but subhanAllah, sometimes guys like that can really shock you, subhanAllah. One brother, you know, he's, he's always the joker guy, he's always the joker type, but subhanAllah, there was, a, there was a, a problem, a fight between two guys. This is in another city, so don't even worry about it, you don't know who these people are, don't worry about it. So, um, 
they, they, there was a fight between two uh, people, two Muslim brothers. And these are guys that knew each other for many years. And subhanAllah, you know, I had tried and others had tried to say, let's reconcile, let's, let's, let's rectify the situation. No, 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 fight, fight, fight. This guy, subhanAllah, he gets into a car with one of the guys and convinces him, we're going to drive for six hours to go to the other guy where the other guy lives in another city. We're going to drive for six hours to another city. Just so we could sit down, I'm going to you know, hook you guys up with a big, you know, nice, fancy restaurant. We're going to sit there. And they sat there for hours and they talked it out, subhanAllah. It was just so incredible to me that this guy took a six-hour trip there, sat with him for like three or four hours, and then took a six-hour trip back just because he wanted to reconcile between two brothers, subhanAllah. And I think, in you guys, and I'm always, I'm always amazed that like this group of friends, they're always like, oh, this guy, he's the joker. He's the joker? He is demolishing you guys. Are you kidding me? He is leaps and bounds ahead of you guys if you think that he's the joker, subhanAllah. So, uh, uh, you know, when you, look, at, look, at, look at this hadith, subhanAllah, it's so powerful. This is an authentic hadith in Sunan Abi Dawud. Shall I not inform you of something that is more excellent in degree than fasting and prayer and giving sadaqah? Now, obviously, this doesn't mean the obligatory sadaqah of zakah or the obligatory prayers of the five daily prayers. But, like, you want to know something that's even better than all extra. What is it? SubhanAllah. Qalu bala. The, the, the Sahab said, yes, of course, absolutely. What is it? That it is to rectify or reconcile between two people. Why? Because what is spoiling them, what is, what is, what is dividing two people is cutting the deeds. It's shaving off the deeds. It is, it is a destroyer of deeds. So what is better than being somebody who prays all the time and is giving sadaqah all the time and is fasting all the time? Being the type of person who does islah bainan nas. Islah, reconciliation between people. Subhanallah al-Azim. You might say to yourself, I can't, you know, brother, I can't stand in prayer all night and I can't fast every day and, you know, I'm a weak person and I don't have so much money to be giving sadaqah. Okay, great. Do you know two people in a fight? If so, talk to them. You don't have to be a success. You don't have to say, oh, they were reconciled. The fact that you tried is enough. The results are with Allah Ta'ala. The results are with Allah, they're not with you. But the fact that you made the effort, subhanAllah al-Azim, it is going to raise you in such an incredible degree. How can we ignore such a powerful hadith, such a powerful uh, reality? What are some obvious examples of evil speech? Uh, not knowing when to stop when you're ahead. So for example, if you're giving a good speech and you're speaking very well, but then you say, oh, people are loving it, so I'm just going to keep going and keep going and keep going. Chances are you're going to slowly but surely lose your momentum and start saying things that are wrong. So quit while you're ahead. If you're speaking in a good way, don't just keep going because you're probably going to mess it up. So say something good, keep it short. Uh, the Prophet was gifted with what? Jawami uh, al-Kalim, that he spoke uh, short and precise and concise speech and powerful speech. So we should try to mimic this as well. Obvious examples of evil speech are what? Backbiting. Uh, you know, Allah Ta'ala compares it to eating the dead flesh of your brother. Something that is so horrendous as an idea. It's so revolting. And why? Why would Allah Ta'ala put a, an image in our head that almost makes you want to vomit? So that every time you're about to talk about somebody else, you feel that in your gut. It comes up like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to puke. Because that, that's the idea. Like it's supposed to, you're supposed to have a mental connection between talking behind somebody's back and what? It's as if I'm eating a human. You know, imagine eating an actual uh, human flesh. It's, it's, it's revolting. So in that same way, associate that same disgusting feeling with what? With talking behind somebody's back. May Allah protect us. Lying. Being deceitful. عَلَيْكُمْ بِالصِّدْقِ فَإِنَّ الصِّدْقَ يَهْدِي إِلَى الْبِرِّ وَإِنَّ الْبِرِّ يَهْدِي إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ SubhanAllah. 
that uh, the Prophet says, and it's a longer narration, it says that the alaykum, uh, like you must, and it's upon you to do what? Be truthful. Why? Because truthfulness leads to righteousness, and righteousness leads to paradise. And subhanAllah, it's this beautiful, you know, domino effect. The person who is always sincere, when he's confronted with the truth, he'll, he'll follow it. He'll say, you know, that's the truth. And so therefore, because he's following the truth, he'll do good. And when he does good, inshallah ta'ala, he will go to paradise. So, not quitting while you're ahead can lead to evil speech. Backbiting is evil speech. Lying is evil speech. Ridiculing others. Making jokes that hurt people's feelings. Evil speech. Spreading rumors about people. Evil speech. Cursing people. As we mentioned that earlier. Always saying curse words and evil words. And another one that's often uh, neglected is what? Speaking about Allah Ta'ala without knowledge. Allah Ta'ala says... In Surah Baqarah, uh, That that shaitan, he only orders you to do evil and or immorality and to say about Allah that which you do not know. This is what shaitan wants from you. He wants to evil, uh, command you towards evil and the, 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 the closer you could say, the final thought is what? He wants to command you to talk about Allah in a way that you have no idea. SubhanAllah, this is such a danger. This is such a danger to give opinions when you have no idea what you're talking about. And please, if you want a simple analogy, I always use the analogy of medicine, and I think it's the most straightforward. Can you imagine a person giving medical advice? Oh yeah, try these pills, you know? I think the, I think the yellow ones are good, you know? I, they're yellow, I mean, that's nice, right? Go ahead, take the pills, take five of them. Trust me, five's a good number. Can you imagine someone talking like that? The whole, the whole world would come to a halt. Stop, what are you talking about? You can't just give people medical advice like that. You're not a specialist, right? So in that exact same way, be very cautious about halal and haram, and oh, my opinion is this, and I think that, and I feel this way. SubhanAllah, do a little bit of effort to do some research and try to give an opinion that's actually grounded in something. Yes. And so, I'm going to give one last uh, story about the, the power of words. SubhanAllah. I remember, uh, just to close, I remember, subhanAllah, you know, it's so, it's so scary, what goes around comes around. That, uh, you know, as, as the, you know, the proverb goes, that what goes around comes around, essentially. That, subhanAllah, I remember one time I heard somebody, there was a birth, and, and people were celebrating, and, and, you know, a bunch of friends get together, oh, congratulations, we're so happy, you know, this person had a baby. And uh, I heard somebody, a friend, make a comment about the kid, a negative comment. And honestly, it, it was so strange to me. I, I couldn't understand it at the time. And I was like, did that guy just make a, like a, a snide remark about the kid? And first of all, who, who makes a snide remark about a baby, first of all? And second of all, about the baby of your friend. But he just kind of made like a little remark to one other person. And I thought it was such a bizarre thing. And I should have said something, but I don't know. I guess the situation was, you know, people were talking. And then I, I, I just kind of like, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mention it. But it stuck in my head. And I should have said something, but I didn't. Anyway, years go by, and that person has a kid, okay? <laughs> and I go up to that person when this person has a child. And I say, hey, congratulations, oh my God, it's fantastic, and everything. And the person's looking so down, so angry. I'm like, what's wrong? He goes, he goes at least um, five different people came up to me and made a negative comment about my kid. And I was like, what? And I was like, how is that possible? And, and, I, was, and I was like, I know, they said, you know, oh, he looks weird or this or that. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's, no, the kid looks fine. And, and by the way, all these kids, the first kid and the second kid are both beautiful, alhamdulillah. They all grew up and they're all looking great and everything. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with any of them. So alhamdulillah. But just, you know, people make dumb comments. It's like at least five people said, oh, it looks kind of weird and looks kind of this, looks kind of that. And he was very sensitive about it. He was very hurt by it. And I said, you know, I got to say something. I hope it doesn't bother you. He goes, what? I go, I remember. Do you remember when so-and-so had a kid? It's like, yeah. I'm like, do you remember what you said? It's like, no, what I say? It was several years ago. You don't remember what you said? I'm like, no. I'm like, you made that joke. 
So what are you talking about? I'm like, look, you said it to this person. I remember very clearly. I was very, very shocked that you said that. I don't know why you said it. it kind of blew my mind that you would say something like that. But you specifically said this joke. And I, I quoted verbatim because it really stuck out in my mind. And he goes, what? I'm like, you don't remember? He's like, yeah, I, I do remember. I go, I go, yeah, you said that. And I'm like, look, man, you know, why would you make a comment that that's a friend of all of ours, a friend of yours, and there's a baby. Who makes, why would you make a comment like that? And now it's happening to you. I mean, like, what can you say? Like, you know? And he's like, I said that? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, why didn't you stop me? And I was like, what does that mean? What do you mean? Why? He literally, he's, 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 I swear, he literally said, well, why didn't you stop me? And I was like, what does that mean? Why didn't I stop you? You want me to know what you're going to say before you say it and jump and block your mouth? What do you mean? How, why didn't I stop you? And he was just so mad at himself and mad at me somehow that uh, he was like, well, what, you know, and he was just so upset. But anyway, alhamdulillah, I just thought it was so amazing that, you know, you make one little comment. It reminded me of this hadith. You make one little comment, you think nothing of it. You make one little comment, oh, this kid looks like this, you know, whatever. Ha ha, so funny. And then it comes back around years later and it hits you so hard. And you're like, subhanAllah, man, watch your mouth. You know, really, subhanAllah. I know, I know situations, subhanAllah, that really, truly gave me, like, you know, they say, like, the, instills in you the fear of God. Like, I've, I've, I've seen a person, subhanAllah. I know one guy who converted to Islam. MashaAllah, tabarakAllah, very, like, he, made, he did a lot of sacrifices to, to, to practice his deen and, and, and dealing with his family and, and so much. And it's just really, uh, really inspiring to see somebody go through so much. Uh, so, so this guy, he goes through so much. And I saw somebody else create all sorts of troubles for him, giving him false promises and then breaking his promises and then trying to spread rumors about him and saying, no, no, I never gave these promises. And no, you're actually wrong and you're actually a liar. And subhanAllah, he tried to do so much evil against this guy. And wallahi al-azim, within... I can't go into details, obviously, I can't, you know, specify who I'm talking about or where or when. But suffice it to say that this guy's life, the one who, who was evil to the convert, his life got so twisted upside down and around that subhanAllah, if you saw him today, you wouldn't even be able to recognize him. He's like a completely different person. His life got so spun around and so entrenched in evil. If you see this person, you think, I don't know what you did, but it looks like the curse of God is on you. Like, really, it's like you've been completely, completely cursed. And so because I witnessed that person, this is something that nobody can tell me like, oh, well, this is your opinion. No, no, I mean, I witnessed it firsthand. It's not, I'm not saying from a friend, from a friend, from a friend. This is stuff that I've personally witnessed. And so, so, so personally, I am so convinced of the power of being careful of what you say to who you say, because you don't know who Allah loves. You don't know how much you might hurt that person, and you don't know how much Allah Ta'ala might, might get you back for what you've said and what you've done. So let's be careful, let's be cautious, and let's... Enjoin people to do good and try to, you know, uh, you know, uh, promote as you know the best qualities that we can and always be positive. May Allah Taala make us of those who always speak good or be quiet. Amin ya rabbal alamin. Inshallah Taala, we'll continue this hadith next week. And Inshallah, now we're going to close to open it up for comments and questions. Jazakallah khair. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.